Merch alert! You asked and we delivered. The Royals of Malibu now has merch. We've got so much to choose from, like Team Easton or Team Reed or Team Isaac hoodies and hats. Some fun items like Do Not Dim My Sparkle t-shirts or Ugly Hot hoodies. Plus, plenty of accessories too, like our Trom mugs, AirPod cases, tote bags, stickers, and more. We'll be sharing new drops, sales, and much more on our socials at the Royals of Malibu, so be sure to follow along. That's at the Royals of Malibu. Check out the merch website at emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. That's emeraldaudio.myshopify.com. Emerald Audio is now an imprint of Diversion Audio, focusing on female-led storytelling. Hey, I'm Chris Caffaro. And I'm Nick Caffaro. We're real-life brothers who play fake-life brothers Reed and Easton Royal on the hit podcast, The Royals of Malibu. On this companion podcast, we'll be doing a deep dive into each episode, giving behind-the-scenes insights, talking to some special guests, and maybe even having some laughs along the way. Welcome to The Royal Boys. What up? Welcome to The Royal Boys. We're here. We're here. Hello, hello. This means you've just finished the finale, and you are listening to our very first episode of the Royals of Malibu re-listen podcast, The Royal Boys. What's up, guys? Thank you for being here. We're so excited. This is so cool. Did you ever think we'd be here, Nick? No, I did not. I mean, physically right now, we're in your apartment. Yeah, did you ever think you would be here in my apartment? No, and I was actually trying to make a point of never being in your apartment. Yeah, well, unfortunately, work got in the way of our personal feud. So here we are. Here we are. For those of you who don't know, you just heard it in the intro. Nick and I are real-life brothers who play brothers on the Royals of Malibu. I play Reed Royal. I play Easton Royal. And we are here to break down every episode, give you some behind-the-scenes looks. Uh, well, not looks, I guess listens. Yeah. Insights. Insights, listens, he- in, hearables. In ears. Insight, because an insight implies that you're seeing it, but you're not. I don't think anybody wants to hear this. Yeah. All right. Take care, folks. Have a good one. No, but it's been, you know, take us back to the beginning of this journey. I got an audition for Reed Royal. And I... Did you get it? I didn't get it. Really? Who got it? This guy named Chris Caffaro. Sounds handsomer. (laughs) Yeah. But... Honestly, it's been very cool to play uh, brothers. We've we're both actors in Los Angeles. We've never done that before. Since this podcast started, we've gotten a lot closer physically. That's right. You've moved from New York to L.A. Mm-hmm. We are next door neighbors. That's pretty wild. It's like yeah. a sitcom that no one wants to watch. Yeah, we should pitch it. Let's do it. Anyone listening who wants to film a podcast, I mean, film a pilot of me and Nick living together. In Los Angeles, two down on their luck actor boys. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of brothers, uh, it's almost your brother's birthday, and you haven't said jack shit about it. I was going to say, you know, it's tough because I was thinking about walking in here with a cake and singing you happy birthday, but I was afraid I might find Brooke on your lap. Nick, that is a great transition. Oh my gosh. Also, I still want cake. I'll bring you some. Brooke's cake. On my lap. No, just kidding. That's disgusting. I know. I don't condone cheating or sleeping with your stepmom. Or eating carbs. But if you do condone it, have I got a website for you? (laughs) Just kidding. Okay, so Nick, what do you say we jump in and talk about season two, episode one, new life, 
Same bikini. That sounds fun because that's also going to be the name of my memoir. It is. Well, you because you've been wearing the same bikini to bed every night. Like and no matter what life I'm living, yeah, I have the same bikini. It's crazy. But hey, it looks good on me. It does. It 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 cuts your figure nicely, but it leaves weird tan lines. It does. Okay, season two, episode one, New Life, Same Bikini. Where'd we leave off, Nick? Remind our, our listeners where we left off at the end of season one. Well, um, art imitates real life. As you said, your birthday, as of today, will be tomorrow. Yeah, as of recording. As, for as folks of at recording. All, my birthday is tomorrow, but by the time you're listening to it, I'll, my birthday will have well passed. But yeah. if you are listening and want to post you, on Instagram and wish me a happy birthday... That would be so special. It would be special. But I, yes, by the time you're listening, you will once again be irrelevant. Um, so happy birthday. Thank you. Um, we left on a birthday, Reed Royal's birthday. That's right. It was the right. last episode of season one. Uh, Ella walks in with a cake singing happy birthday. A little flat, but it was a nice nice gesture. We're not going to judge Ella's singing voice. Nick. Okay. Hey, she has a great singing voice. She's actually... Alyssa plays guitar as well. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, she plays guitar. I've seen it on her socials. That's very exciting. I don't follow her. I refuse. He's lying. I'm joking. I'm a big fan. I follow. You like, you like everything. You're the first person to like, and then you write first under all the comments. Well, people need to know. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, she walked in on uh, Reed with, with Brooke, and she said, you know what? I am out of town. She takes off uh, up north on the PCH, mm-hmm. away from Malibu, away from the Royals, and that's how we open season two, talking about forgiveness. Will she ever be able to forgive the Royals? And in her mind, no. No, she won't. But really, that's what the theme of this episode is all about, right? It's like getting getting over breakups, moving on, forgiving, forgetting. That's like the whole theme of this episode. And it is comes this an up- intervention? No, it's not. Did you bring me here to intervene? I'm just saying that it's time, dude. It's been three years. You got to get over your ex. Um, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Get out there again. I will. Get on Raya. Nick's single for all you listeners, so... <laughs> I'm going to sell my Lexus and move to Oakland. Okay. You don't have to humble brag that you have a car. That's exactly what Ella does. She sells her Lexus. She moves to Oakland. Okay, you have a Lexus. That's great. I drive our grandfather's 2004 Toyota Avalon, and Nick drives a Lexus. Okay. So, when we open episode two, we literally open Ella's eyes, and she's in bed with, drum roll, Isaac. Who the F is Isaac? He's the perfect guy. I will kill him. You really might. So here's the thing about this first scene. They're very cute together. Uh, they immediately start having sex. Yeah. After waking up. Unhinged behavior. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Because if it were me, I'd be like, hey, morning, give me a second. I have to go Listerine my mouth for seven minutes because I cannot even face my girlfriend in the morning until I've brushed my teeth. I can't face your girlfriend until I brush my teeth either. Yeah. Well, and let's keep it that way. I agree with you. I think it's absolutely unhinged behavior. They're going at it kissing. Somebody's breath is stanking. I'm guessing it's both of them. You just got that that dry bedtime mouth. Ugh. Get out of bed, brush your teeth. And this is this is a thing um for people out there who 
do wake up in a bed of their significant other or maybe somebody else. Uh, home field advantage is big. Sure. Being in your apartment, having your toothbrush brush nearby. Yes, but there's always ways around it. First of all, you should always carry a toothbrush in your backpack or bag what? wherever Are you're going. you bringing a backpack to your hookup? Sometimes, yeah. If I have to study. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all... There's all, you go to the bathroom and you do the finger thing that you did at sleepover. Whoa, you put, you put please. Tooth, okay. Put toothpaste on your finger and you like brush it. Or here's a little trick. If, if uh, you're at someone's house in the morning and they don't have Listerine or, you know, mouthwash, you get a little bit of toothpaste, you squirt it in your mouth, you get a little water and you just start sloshing. And uh, it leaves a gross little film in your mouth, but. She'll love it. It smells good. Yeah. But also, some people don't. I wonder if, like, two bad breaths sort of cancel out. Like, if your breath stinks like shit and her breath stinks like shit and you start making out, if it's just like, well... Uh, it, it creates a flower. Maybe that's true love. Maybe... As flowers grow from soil... Yeah, fertilizer. Manure. Yeah. Mouth manure. The flowers of love. So anyway, Isaac has terrible breath and he's kissing over our girl Ella. She's loving it. He's calling her the boss. Yeah. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. This guy's great, and it pisses me off because it makes our characters look terrible. My character looks great. Not at all, dude. My character's the freaking man. Are you kidding me, Reed Royal? He's captain like, of the polo team. Oh my gosh, Reed is first of all the most unfunny person I've ever heard in my life. He doesn't have a great sense of humor, but he in this season he lightens up. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but um. Yeah, he, he doesn't lead with humor. He's brooding. He's sexy. He's tortured. He's a tortured young man. You don't know what he's been through. Well, I do. do. Yeah, because I read, truly do. Yeah, you've read the scripts. Um, my favorite part about this Isaac thing is that they met at the library. What? We come to discover. That's crazy. First of all, who goes to the library? Second I of do. all, who's meeting people at the library? I'm not. Maybe that's what you need to do to Just go to the library. Find, find someone. Go to the library. Read a freaking book for once in I your do life. read a book, but yeah. I read it on my Kindle. Oh, I use Kindle, my library see, a lot. I just download them straight. Technology is destroying human connection. Yeah. Tell that to... The people who are listening is to, <laughs> on, headphones, on headphones alone. Yes. On their phone, on a jog. Um, if you're people jogging... Jog to this. Hey, if you're jogging... Watch out! Keep going. <laughs> keep going. I, that leads me to a question for you, Nick. Yeah. What is the most old school way you've ever met a date or asked someone out? Well, I uh, took a carriage to her father's house and I said, I have three goats. Can I trade them for you for a date with your daughter? Oh, you offered a dowry. Yes. No, I mean, most old school way, I guess it's sad to say it's, you know, it's in person. I'm, I'm in the process of considering deleting my dating apps just because I think. You are? I really? Think so. I really do. What yeah. deleting them or putting them like on pause? Putting them on pause. Yeah, there you go. Because deleting just, them, I mean, you got to rebuild. It's such a pain, and then you're like, you start over in the algorithm, and you start like coming across algorithm? people. Of course, there's an algorithm. Everything's an algorithm. This isn't. This is not an algorithm, but most things on your phone are algorithmic. Boogie woogie woogie. The algorithm is gonna get you. Okay, we're old. Um, yeah, no, that, how about you? What, I mean, face-to-face asking is the oldest is pretty school old thing. School. And I just think that dating apps make it so accessible to you. And so it almost is like a game and it's not real life. And it takes out the humanity of it. 
And, and so if, if I'd rather a game, you are losing my friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have I'd, lost that game. I'd rather lose in face to face combat. Right. You are not on the leaderboard of that game. Let me <laughs> yes. tell you. Um, the most old school way I ever asked someone out was, well, first of all, in fifth grade, yeah, I had Nana uh, bring me to Stop and Shop to buy roses, and I left a rose in, I won't say her name, let's call her Katie, uh, Katie's cubby to ask her out, and like during nap time or whatever, you know, playtime, I was like, hey, Katie, go look in your cubby, and she did, and she found the rose, and she screamed and started crying and ran to the bathroom where she stayed until the nurse came and called her mother and took her home. Wow, playing hard to get. I respect that. Yeah, but the other way I did ask someone out once was uh, we were at a restaurant with our family, with our parents, was I there? You were not. No, you weren't invited. Uh, so we, Damn it. yeah, we went to a restaurant. You were not invited. It was with our parents, and our waitress was just stunning. And I'm pretty sure she was like the owner's daughter, and she was so charming and so beautiful. And I had to run uh, early because I was I had a show that night, and our parents were like oh, well, you should get her number. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask oh, for a woman's number in front of my parents at a restaurant while this poor woman is at work. So what I did was the following week, I went on opentable.com. Oh, no. And I made a reservation for one at this restaurant. And then in the comments, I wrote, hey, this is not a real reservation, but... There was this waitress I was in last Saturday, and I thought she was super cute, and I'd love to buy her a drink. I don't know her name, but here's my number. And guess what? I never heard from her. That does not surprise me. You know why? Why is that? You you made so many mistakes. First of all, you're just trying to reenact that scene from Love Actually, and you failed. You should have learned Portuguese and walked in. And and walked in? Yeah. Second of all, you said... Abalonia. That's my Colin Firth impression. That was great. It was almost like a king speech. So that's number mistake number one. Mistake number two is you said this this girl's dad owns a restaurant. He probably saw the reservation and just deleted it because he was like, I'm not going to let my daughter go on a date with somebody who makes a reservation for one. It could have been a reservation for two. Yeah, and it wasn't. You know why? I should have opened with that. He Damn had some it. reservations about you. Oh. So anyway, we should hang out at the library some more. Also, uh, stop having dinners with our parents and not inviting me. You lived across the country. Yeah, and I could have flown there. Speaking of restaurants. Go on. Before Ella goes to work, Isaac brings her to get $23 burritos. They kiss again after eating the burrito. Oh my God, that, maybe that's their kink. Maybe they're just stinky breath people. He literally says, does my breath taste like Chipotle? He says that? He says that to her. I didn't catch that. And she says, yeah. And then he says, you're the boss again. She kisses him again. They just love dirtiness in the mouth. Stink mouth kink. Yeah. Halitosis hottie. Ooh, halitosis high. Coming to the CW. Something stinks. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to get to the bottom of it. So anyway, yeah, this dude loves dirty mouths. I'm just going to continue to find the flaws in him because I'm just not happy that he's making my character look bad. So you're Team Isaac over Team Reed because let's be honest. No, I'm Team Reed. Yeah, but you're implying that it's like Isaac against Easton, but in no way would they be competing because Easton does not have a shot with Ella. You know what? This has just all become you berating me in my lack of dating success. That's low-hanging fruit, folks. Speaking of, Isaac really wants to define the relationship. 
Maybe he should look it up in the dictionary while he's at the library. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking loser. Yeah, look up relationship. The definition's right there. Oh, God. I wonder if Isaac knows about the internet Um, and that you don't have to go to the library. No, you don't. For almost anything ever. Uh, What? What do you have to go to the library for? Libraries are great. Yeah, I mean, as a public service, I agree, but like... Sometimes you go there to like drop off a ballot. Mm Mm-hmm. Or or a deuce, so you don't have to do it at home yeah. when you have roommates. That's a good point. I've done that. It, during In college, that was like the move. I lived across from the library, and if we had guests, I'd be like, I'll be right back. And go to the Gelman Library, third floor in Washington, D.C. Legend has it, still smells. Ah, poop joke, that's a royal flush. Oh my, stinky. On this show, we call that, any poop joke, a royal flush. Because we have to hold ourselves accountable as highbrow comedians. By the way, your brows look great. Thanks. They're a little higher than usual. So then we find out that Ella, although she's moved on in her life, has Has been keeping up with everybody through a Finsta. Finsta. Burner account. Do you have one? No. You don't? Are you lying? No. Dude, I won't tell anyone. Just say, just admit it into the microphone and I won't tell anyone, I promise. I don't. Okay. Yes, I do. It's Sika Pharaoh. No, that's me. Um, um, I don't have a like, a, like a designated Finsta, but I do. My comedy group has a an Instagram account, Uncle Function at Uncle Function. You do comedy, yeah, sometimes. And I'll just use that Instagram account too. Like, if there's someone I want to check in on, who you want to check wanna, in on? Don't worry about it. Should your girlfriend worry about it? No, of course not. Okay. I'm not stalking people, but like, you know, sometimes you want to look at a story and you want, you don't want to. Yeah. Sometimes you want to stalk someone. It's not stalking. You just want to follow someone surreptitiously. And so they don't know that you're watching their every move. It's not stalking. It is kind of stalking, but I'm going to let Ella get away with it because I think this is a brilliant way for the writers to give us exposition in a fun way. Tell us what everyone's up to. Get us caught up. Like Easton, for instance. Having the best year of his life. That's quotes. Although, do we believe it? I don't know. He does shout it while he's jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. So. That would not be the best thing in my life. I would, would you do it? Would you? No. You would never skydive? Nope. Why not? Because there's not enough toilet paper in the world to clean up the mess that would happen. Why would you clean up a squished dead body on the ground with toilet paper? <laughs> I don't understand. No, I was saying I would... Uh, defecate myself out of fear oh my stinky could you imagine being strapped to like somebody like a professional <laughs> yeah and We're just going down in three, his lap two one jump sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh man i bet you that happens though yeah like of those course. guys i would do it <clears throat> i would skydive what shit on your instructor or skydive i would skydive oh, okay but skydiving doesn't scare me what scares me more than almost anything commitment other than commitment, is hot air balloons. Hot air balloons? Hot air balloons. Those scare the shit out of me. That's weird. Why is that weird? Why is that weird that I don't want to be in a wicker basket made of wood attached to a fabric balloon that is being steered by nothing and controlled by fire? That's an insane thing. Yeah. The Wizard of Oz got totally blown off course in his, and what if that happened to us? Actually, also, you might have been too young, but I don't know if you remember this. When we were younger and a hot air balloon landed in our backyard. I do, 
I do remember that. Because we lived near a school and it missed. It was supposed to land at the school and it missed and it landed in our little backyard and... Everything caught on fire. No, it didn't. But that was terrifying. Like to see a giant balloon just coming down in your backyard. Yeah, at two miles per hour. Why is that terrifying? Grow up, dude. Wow. Rude. And we're back. Okay, speak. We were talking about stalkers. Ella has a stalker. Ella does have a stalker. There's someone following her. In a black car, tinted windows, at the train station since 5 a.m. Dedicated stalker. Yeah. He's definitely a morning person. I'm assuming he's a he. Maybe that's not fair. Yeah, seriously, dude. Come on, whose side are you on? I don't know. It could be Brooke. It could be. Could be Dana. Dinah. Dinah. You don't even know the show. (laughs) But anyway, she has a stalker. Kind of hot? I don't know. Having a stalker is not hot, you freak. Okay. Someone following you, that would be so scary, especially if they were following you in a hot air balloon. The guy's not following her in a hot air balloon. <laughs> Can you if, imagine if there was to... a stalker in a hot air balloon? Wait, isn't that what China did to us, basically? That is. Just surreptitiously there are spy following balloons. you in a hot air balloon. I mean, that you, because... There's... Sir, I see you. <laughs> You're in a brightly colored, gigantic balloon in the sky. <laughs> Hello, Sinclair. Hello, Sinclair. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm coming down. Wait, uh, just wait there. Wait one second. Give, uh, me, give me 20 more minutes. I'll be right. Uh, actually, you, could you go? Can you tie this rope around that tree and pull me in? <laughs> so, so I could get a gotcha. Close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she has a stalker, um, which just adds to, you know, the list of crap she has to deal with. Because while she's dealing with that, she's also using this fence to catch up on everybody. And it's not good stuff. No. Val's in bad shape. Real bad shape. She's saying, you know, high school's lonely. She's depressed. Savannah seems to be doing good. She's like a yogi now. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Reed, Reed not doing so great. It, yeah, no, he's not. At first, it seems like he is because he's doing well in water polo, but that's the magic of social media. That's true. It hides. It is the great societal mask that covers our true feelings. But yeah, he's not doing too well, but... I think Ella also is not doing too well. Um, you know, she's scrolling, doom scrolling through old pictures of them. You ever you ever see that meme? It was like, iPhones will just go ahead and make a montage of the saddest years of your life. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. That's, those are my favorite. It's like, hey, here's an album of you and your ex. Oh, Tim Cook. What a jerk. I had one of like, here's you with bread. Who's bread? <laughs> My best friend. <laughs> He's Bread. so good with butter on him. Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt does not eat bread, that's for sure. Look at those abs. Okay. Uh, then we have the bet. my favorite part of this episode, which is the flashback with Ella's mom. Yeah. Who is kind of unhinged in her behavior. Yeah. Like, she's taking her teenage daughter on a trip with her. To dump all of her ex's shit on his front lawn. Yeah. And she's using it as a teaching lesson to be like, this is how we deal with our problems. We throw their things on the lawn. Also, I'm going to die very soon. She doesn't say that. She does say that. She does allude to it. Um, yeah, she's like kind of immature. She's like, I'm going to die and I'm, I suck at being a mom. Yeah. And also, why would you not keep his stuff? 
Yeah, or sell it. Or burn it. Or give it away. I like to imagine this guy's name, I think his name was Jim. She left it all there and unbeknownst to him, people just were shopping like as though it was a yard sale. So <laughs> all of his stuff was out there. And he made so much money off so his much money. <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Sinclair. Yeah, she's unhinged. Not a good mom. Not a good mom. I don't want to judge moms, but... No, I yeah, we don't want to judge the mom. And she is going through a very tough time. She's sick. Maybe she's not thinking straight, but... Not a good moment. Also, like... Can't spell mom without moment. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I think a, a more powerful move would be not give his stuff back at all. Because, like, now this guy's like, oh, someone brought all my stuff back to me. That's so nice. You yeah. saved me a trip. What a lovely gesture. Maybe we should get yeah. back together. No, like, I, I understand the... Stuff back to him. Yeah, I understand the, the, the need to get rid of reminders, you know? Always something there to remind me. Do we have the rights to that song? Uh, we do now. I just called. I just called. They said, you own it. Yeah. Um, and we will give it back to them on their front lawn. They said, we heard you sing it, and we don't want anything to do with that song anymore. It is now yours. So that's your favorite part of the episode. You know what my favorite part of the episode was? And Tell it's me. for reasons you wouldn't expect. Tell me. The fact that she, Ella is a bikini barista. Uh-huh. Yep. So I'm assuming that means you just wear a bikini and you serve co coffees. You shouldn't have to assume. They explicitly say that. Yeah, but I like to assume. Yeah. Because it makes you better. So why, do, why is that your least favorite part? Not my least favorite part. I think it's very funny because I'm thinking like, what did the health inspector say <laughs> when he walked in and he just sees loose skin? Everywhere. Everywhere. Also- I love the idea that like, you can wear almost nothing on your body, but you do have to wear a hairnet. <laughs> and non-slip shoes. Yeah. Just Crocs and like a tiny little two-piece. Yeah. Have you ever worked in a, like a cafe or served coffee or yeah. anything? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever made espressos? Yeah. So, you know how many hot objects yeah. are sticking out? Yes. Steam, blowing steam, boiling hot milk. I can't think of anything water. worse to wear than nothing. Yeah. It's wildly crazy. Also, and that, and also that these there's no way they're making good coffee there. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no way. It's also funny. Like, I hope the employees don't drink the coffee, which is basically just... Also, well, like, if you spill... Poop water. Yeah. <laughs> you just, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like, it's a diuretic. Oh, my. Stinky. Yeah, I have, a like, a cup of coffee, and, like, immediately, I'm like, I want to write thank you notes to every teacher I've ever had. And then two seconds later, it's like, I want to go to the bathroom and never leave. Um. So, I would not... Who would you write a thank you note to? Every teacher I've ever had. Every single one. No, I'm just saying like that's the feel I have when I my first sip of coffee. And then it's all downhill from there. Like the energy and the excitement. The energy in the room is electric when I have my first sip. <laughs> but uh, sugar and spice, man. What a freaking business model. And you know, you know they're going to have some interesting fellers coming in there. Yeah. Or like the wife at home being like, you're going to get another coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Let me get it. No, honey, I got it. Uh, I got it. I'm, uh, I'll get the coffee yeah. this morning and this afternoon and this evening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He's so good to me. <laughs> you know, he always goes and gets coffee and then he comes home and he's in the restroom for his 20 minutes <laughs> and then he starts yelling at me again. Okay. Speaking of yelling, 
Uh, this is another stalker sighting outside of Sugar and Spice Bikini Barista Bar. Mm-hmm. The stalker's out there, and this time, Ella runs, and he chases after her. This actually might be my favorite part of the episode, when he just screams out her name, Ella Sinclair, four times, <laughs> first and last name, mm-hmm. as though there's maybe other Ellas running through the Oakland streets away he's from chasing. her. <laughs> he's chasing her. Ella Sinclair, Ella Sinclair. It's like, bro, just shorten it up. Ella. 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 We have the rights to that song? We do now. Rihanna just called me. I uh, sent it to voicemail because she knows what she did. (laughs) (laughs) So after the stalker runs and chases Ella down the street, we see what Reed is really up to. Yeah. Why? Because she set an alert to... Uh, to her phone so that she knows every time Reed goes live. Which is, I didn't know you could do. Okay, I'm hitting the old man alarm. No! Yep, yep. You're so fucking old. Let me explain uh, to our listeners, old man alarm is something we are going to be using when one of us sounds like an old, out-of-touch boomer. There's a big button right near where we're recording, and if someone sounds like they're a big old man or a big old fart, or has to ask a question about something they don't understand, we press that alarm. Damn it. I was hoping I could get through that. You couldn't even get through the first episode without an old man alarm. I know. You're just too damn old. Damn. Have you ever gone live on Instagram or by accident once? Really? Yeah. My friend does this thing now. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. Every time LeBron James goes live, he'll just comment incessantly because lebron james goes live now to pick at football games like the winners of football games every sunday uh-huh. and he just comments like lol lol where do you live lol lol <laughs> do you like me lol lol what's your address seriously lol lol do you think i'm funny <laughs> just and he screenshots them all and that I just, is so i funny. think it's so funny i've never gone live but I, you know when you're on instagram and someone goes live you like there's like a drop down notification on your Instagram. Yeah. Sometimes I, I'll think it was like so-and-so sent you a message or commented on your thing. So I'll click it. And, and you're then the fir- you're only in one the there. live room and you're the only one there. Yeah. And then you sort of have to like stick around like, oh, hey, Chris. And you're like, oh, I don't want to yeah. hear anything you have to say. Yeah. You know who you are, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> but he went like, yeah, oh, yeah. So th- this is when I went live and uh, Reed is all hammered drunk. Yeah. I'm a failure. I fucked up. Yeah. I fucked everything up. Let me tell you. Acting drunk is really hard. Yeah. My friend was talking about this. He said his trick is to consciously think about every single word he's saying as he's speaking them. And it that will make you sound drunk. Because when you are drunk, you're trying so hard to not sound drunk. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You he's never booked a job. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him on season three. If yeah. there is one... You know what I do that helps me with drunk acting? Get drunk before you do it? I get hammered drunk in the green room. Yeah. And then the alcohol makes you you act like you're drunk. Yeah. No, you get really cold liquids or like an ice cube, and you just like put an ice cube in your mouth for, you know, as Oh, as you make can. your tongue go it numb. Makes your tongue go numb, and, you, and so then you have to really over-enunciate. Yes. That happened to me once. I had to give a big speech at college and i was so nervous i kept drinking water before it and it was ice water and my tongue went numb oh god and then it was my time to talk and i i like really had a hard time what was the speech for it was for my fraternity 
So Reed goes live. We hear him. He's he's drunk. He's miserable. He's do you do you so have a problem regret. with the fact that Reed actually wasn't the one going live? He didn't know he was going live. His friends were filming him having this breakdown. Yeah, on his phone. How terrible is that? Yeah, it's messed up. But that's high school, dude. But no, it's not just high school. It's like a huge trend. People just filming confrontations and stuff, doing nothing to help. Yeah. I, I'm always shocked when I see like Karen videos on Instagram Yeah, where it's like, how did you have the mental acuity to open your phone and record in this moment while like someone's throwing a, a latte at a, you know, Victoria's Secret? Like also, how does everyone always have so much storage space on and their battery phone? life? Battery life, dude. Yeah. We got to get better at this. But yeah, his friend's not cool. But who is cool? Easton comes and saves the day. You know what's interesting is we haven't met a lot of Reed's friends. Yeah. Or Easton's. In fact, I don't know if we've met any of them. No. Well, it's not really about us. That's true. Until episode six. That's true. That's a great episode. We'll get there. Stick with us, folks. If if we're not canceled before then. Okay, so Ella's all distraught because she sees Reed is really, really hurt. Yeah. And then things get worse for Ella because what happens? She confronts her stalker. Her stalker's back. This is the biggest badass move Ella has done, I think. Yeah. In the whole series. She's on her way to dinner with Isaac. Mm-hmm. She's in an Uber. She sees the stalker. She says, I've had enough. She tells the Uber driver, this this like teenage girl, can you just like wait back while I go confront this stalker? Yeah. Could you imagine being that Uber driver and be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I have another ride waiting I for me. I gotta go. Yeah. I don't, don't bring me into your thing. The Ella marches up to this dude and pepper sprays him in the eyes. Yeah. That's wild. That is wild. Have you ever been pepper sprayed? No, but I own pepper spray. Really? Have you ever used it? I have never used it on a human. You used it on a small puppy, didn't you? Sorry, Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> That's three. That's the comedy rule of three, folks. Um, I have I've used it just to like uh, to make sure it works because I, I used to work late at night downtown at a restaurant and I'd have to walk to my car and it was kind of scary. So I was like, I'm going to get a knife. And I was like, what would I ever do with a knife? I, I, would, knife. I would never use a knife. I, well, hopefully, hopefully you never have to use pepper spray. These are called deterrents, Nick. Yeah. Let me tell you something about the mutually assured destruction theory. Yeah, someone just saw Oppenheimer. In politics. Okay, so she sprays the shit out of him. She learns where he's coming from. He's like, hey, I'm just here to give you a letter. But also, does this guy not know how mail works? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why didn't he just give it to her or just go into the place of work where he was, like, stalking her? This guy is a loyal, loyal, loyal employee of Callum. The letter's from Callum. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Now, this guy's been driving around Oakland, chasing this girl from bikini barista bars to the train station to now this restaurant to give her a letter. Do you think he's opened it just to like look at what it is? I don't think he opened it, but I think he did that thing where you hold it up to the light and you try and read it like a little bit. Yeah. See through the envelope. Yeah. Is that what you do? After you stalk people using your comedy mm-hmm. group's Instagram? Yeah. Well, everyone knows if you really want to learn the deepest, darkest secrets about people, it's reading their physical snail mail. 
<laughs> that's where the good stuff is. I I am a little oh paranoid about that. Every this time person I throw- is pre-approved for two hundred dollar rewards from <laughs> yeah. Chase Bank. Yeah. Oh my God! This person has a Lassen's opening up down the street from them. Lassen's is a like no a one head. cares. <laughs> <laughs> so she opens up this letter. This this poor poor driver didn't read it. Well, now he's not going to be reading anything for a long time because he's got a face full of chemical irritant in his eyeballs which is so funny because the episode ends with her asking him for a ride (laughs) (laughs) he's like sure yeah can i have a ride to the airport immediately (laughs) (laughs) that's how that series ends yeah in a fiery crash because ella forced a man with zero eyesight to drive her to the airport so i laughed i laughed at that i shouldn't have laughed because the reason she asked him for a ride is is sad and touching but um very funny like the last person i would want to give me a ride is someone whose eyes when there's an uber driver i know the girl's just been waiting that's so funny also it'd be funny if she was like can you bring me to the airport and he was like fuck you no yeah you just ruined my eyes. My corneas are seared to the core. Yeah. I have a quick caveat. What kind of name is Callum? <laughs> you know, that's a great question. It sounds like... I think I remember like early on in season one when we were recording, everyone had to be told how to pronounce it. Yeah, because it was like Callum. Yeah, or Calum. Calum, yeah, Callum. Which sounds like a scientific term, like you would like a plaque that would build up in yeah, your Yeah, like something like, you need to get removed yeah. from your esophagus. Yes, like, sir, there is a huge deposit of callum uh, that has gathered on the uh, torsius demonetrius. Did you study that at university? I studied that at university. Wow. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So, Sorry, callum, guys, maybe. I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't sing tonight. I got a callum. <laughs> Yeah, and when I lift weights, I get big Callums on my hands. <laughs> um, Armin, the guy who plays Callum, what yeah. a voice that guy has! It's silky smooth. It's so nice. We got to get. We're gonna get him on. Yeah, we're gonna get him on. I just volunteered him. Um, he's such a nice guy. He's really nice. Yeah, and it's so funny that he's like two years older than me, and he yeah. like plays my father. Read, listen. I to mean, me. just listening to him read that that letter, it's uh. Silky smooth. Yeah. So Ella's on her way back. Val is super depressed. Yeah, going live. Yeah, she goes live, and she just rips Ella. She drags Ella's ass. And Tam. And name checks her and is like, Sorry, girly. You ghosted me. You ghosted me. You are dead to me. I was I, abandoned by someone I love. And I think Ella doesn't really know how like much she means to people. And well, how could she? she her mom took her to Jim's house to drop her, <laughs> drop off old clothes. You hate Ella's mom. I do. Okay, so recap. Everyone's breath stinks like shit. What if instead of pepper spray on the stalker, Ella just breathed in his eyes? <laughs> and he was like, oh, oh, Chipotle. It's Tabasco. Yeah. And then Isaac runs out of the restaurant. He does more. <gasps> yeah. It's a like green exploded. And he just passes out. And then they tie his lifeless body to the steering wheel and make him drive <laughs> to the airport. And the episode ends with the Uber driver. Can I go now? <laughs> 
She just loyally sits there and gives Ella one star. <laughs> Ryder made me sit for <laughs> eight she, hours. <laughs> she maced a man with her own bad breath. So Ella's heading home. She's going back to Malibu. Yeah, but she's not doing it for the Royals. She's doing it for Val. She's doing it for Val, and she's doing it for her. Yeah. I mean, I think you're totally right. Do you know? I usually it, am. It struck a chord when she said she was abandoned, because that's all Ella's ever been, or at least felt like, yeah. abandoned. But how exciting that, I mean, in one episode, you got to give credit to the writers, because they they caught us up on what had happened. They gave us sort of like insight to all of our main players, what they've been up to, and they engineer a way for Ella to get back to Malibu and create a love triangle all in one episode. It's a lot. It is a lot. And they it also, sets up the season so nicely because it's like, oh, wow, we've got a lot of stuff. To cover. To cover. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a fun season, and they did such a great job of getting it out quick. Oh, yeah, they pumped it. They air. pumped it out in like six months. Yeah, like Rihanna. <laughs> With her second baby. That's true. Right? She was pregnant immediately. If Rihanna, if you're watching, and I know you are, <laughs> we're big fans. We are. All right, Nick, we're getting toward the end, so you know what that means. Oh, I sure do. It is time for the Royal Decree. Hear ye, hear ye, a royal decree. The royal decree is a segment we are going to end every episode with where both Nick and I offer our hot take of the week. It could be about anything that's sort of been gnawing at us or bothering us. Uh, So, Nick, do you want to start us off? What is your royal decree this week? I will start us off. Um, I've been taking issue with the length of movies recently. Um, So, I am going to make a royal decree. Any movie... Under the two-hour mark has an automatic five points added to its Rotten Tomatoes score. Wow. And then every time it is 10 minutes under two hours, it gets an additional one point. Do you have a specific movie in mind that's been bothering you? I mean, there are, it's just every movie when I'm scrolling through, I'm seeing the time lengths of like two and a half hours, three hours, and I just can't stay up that long. I liked Oppenheimer. I didn't love it. Is it because of the length? It was it felt like it was two movies that it didn't have to be two two movies. The first half felt like it was like a Wikipedia entry that was really high budget. And then the second half felt like a a really expensive episode of Law and Order. Now I love Chris Nolan. I thought it was really impressive. But yeah, it was like, well done. It was very well done. But it was just like I don't know if anything's good enough to be that long. No. Or if it is, put an intermission in, like they did with The Godfather Part 2. Yes. Or pee breaks. Like, it should. there should just be, like, a title card that's like, now go pee. With just the sound of somebody pissing over yeah. a black screen. To help you. Yeah, I mean, we went to Killers of the Flower Moon this week. Yeah. Great movie. Too long. Three and a half hours. Fantastic movie. But way too long. Way too long. Way too long. And uh, this is, might be a hot take. I don't think any comedy movie needs to be longer than 90 minutes. Don't tell Judd Apatow. Who, and I know he's listening to this because he's a huge fan of the I pod. won't tell him. I won't tell him because I'm pretty confident that he'll never work with me. Well, not with that attitude. Judd, we love you. We love you so much, dude. This is 40 was way too long. Um, okay, good decree, Nick. How about you? What's, what's your royal decree? Here's my royal decree. 
I decree that we need a break from Taylor Swift. Oh, shoot. I know. Here's what the, are you doing? I know, I know. Here's the thing. I love Taylor Swift. I have so much admiration for her as an artist and a businesswoman. I think she is brilliant. She is just overexposed right now. And I, I don't blame her. I mean, a little bit. But she has infiltrated every aspect of culture and life in a way that I have never seen before. And it's exhausting. And people are going to start turning against her. And so I think out of love and respect and protection for her. She does need your protection. She She has said that. She's always been clamoring for it. She needs just to take a vacation. Take a vacation, girly. Well, is she not allowed to go watch a football game that her boyfriend's in? It's not her fault. She should absolutely be able to watch a football game. I blame the people who are obsessed with her, but she's created this monster and this machine. Like, I saw online at the Chiefs game, like, these people in amazing seats spent the entire game turned around facing the box that she was in and filming her. And they were missing a great football game. That's true. And how, uh, once again, do they have the storage in the battery life to film her that entire time? I think you need a new phone is the big takeaway from this episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, your birthday's coming up in 10 months. We'll get you one. Okay. That's been Royal Decree. Hear ye, hear ye, a royal decree. All right, so that's it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening to the very first episode of The Royal Boys. This has been so much fun. We hope you've had a good time. Special shout out to Rihanna, Judd Apatow, and Taylor Swift. We appreciate you listening. Yes, and we hope to work with you again in the future because I'm counting this as working with you. Uh, Join us next week. We'll talk about episode two, season two, episode two. Uh, maybe have a special guest. Maybe. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, on Instagram, send us your fan questions. If you have anything you want us to talk about on the pod, maybe we'll do it. Thoughts, questions, insults directed towards Chris. Anything you want. I can take it. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>